All right. Yula was telling me that she saw how the long-haul truckers in Russia keep warm. in mm-hmm. their tr- Not in their trucks, but sometimes when they stop and they mm-hmm. get out, they take concrete blocks that you build houses with, you know. Yeah. Concrete building yeah. blocks. Yeah, yeah. And they soak them in diesel fuel. They put them in a in a pan or bucket or something full of diesel fuel. <laughs> and that that block absorbs that diesel. <laughs> and then when they want their fire, they just light that block and that diesel in the block burns and that's how they get their fire. <laughs> she was saying, so Ruben can try that. But I said, man, you couldn't stay in the house. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of, yeah. Okay, so anyway, I um, uh, looking back at the first part, we discussed how you are, are not your body. There are two kinds of energies. You have matter, matter material energy, which is which is dead inherently, and you have life, which is inherently alive, and that alive, and there's two kinds of energies. And we have two bodies. We have a gross body and a subtle body, so a mental body and and our physical body, and and um, and there was one thing that I wanted to perhaps start with that that I remembered. This this is a nice comparison because when we speak about these things, it could be since we can't directly perceive the presence of life, we have to use a little bit of other methods. And there's there was someone who compared it to like I'm sitting here inside and, and the house is very well insulated. It's not, but let's suppose it was. <laughs> I could I couldn't hear the outside wind. I couldn't like directly perceive it in that way. But I can I can see a tree outside and I can see that the tree is waving here and like waving here and there. It's I can see that it's moving the tree. So by by that symptom of the wind, I can perceive the existence of wind since I see the symptoms. So I, I'm like, and then, you know, it makes sense. Like when someone explains the, the presence of wind and how that works, just like the presence of life, then, you know, it all makes sense. Now I understand why the tree is waving and why it's moving, even though I'm not out there in the wind, but I can perceive it from the symptoms, just like we can right. see the symptoms of life in the body. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. Right. No, some. Speaking of wind, this is kind of off the subject, but it's just a nice thing to to remember is they, love is like wind. You can't see it, but you can feel it. Mm. Yeah. You know? yeah. And you can see this, if you take it to the, where you just went, the symptoms of love, like you see the yeah. symptoms of the wind by yeah. the tree moving. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can see the symptoms of love with the care and the compassion and, you know, yeah. the warmth and so on. But anyway, that's but a different <laughs> avenue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, it's, 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 it links back to something, actually, that I got this question from a friend of mine up here. And she, because she, um, I introduced her to the fact that I, I told her, well, you know, you have the, since you're a spirit soul, there's actually a, a deeper spiritual love that you need and and that connection that that having that and feeling that is is is, a, is something much deeper than the ordinary love that we have that is that is not the unconditional spiritual love that we're referring to and and she's she asked like yeah so how do i how do i know that like how do i know when i'm in that uh you know when i'm when i'm feeling that or when i'm having that 
So mm-hmm. it's my answer to those kind of questions is you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you won't have to speculate. I wonder if I'm there yet. <laughs> you know, it's like when you're hungry and you eat. Well, how do you know? You know, you're hungry. Well, you you know. And how do you know you're full? You know. You know, there's a feeling, there's an experience that goes with it. Yeah. Mm. You know? Mm. So, So. you know, people just can't get out of their mind enough to to actually just go there and and find out for yourself. Mm. And and, and that's, and, and that journey, again, to link it even back more to what we're referring to that journey is really starting with the understanding that i'm not my body and i'm gonna (laughs) i I wanted us to read a little bit from bhagavad-gita which is the main yoga text which is very very clear and very describing in this regard and i know you have a lot of quotes in your head so maybe you could even read from (laughs) you know but but i remember you Let's see what I was going to... Yeah, because you said, you, you also said in the last discussion, you said a lot of these things you can't perfectly realize until you do, but you can accept it. It's perfectly true. Like, yeah, the perfect realization that we spoke about the last part, that you're not your body. You may not have fully realized it, but you can accept it fully. And then you gradually realize it, like make it reality in your life. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. You know, here's a here's the sad part of these things. Many people now now millions and millions and millions of recorded out of body experiences, near death experiences, mm. in hospitals during operations. You know. Where it's provable. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're hooked up to all the, the, the machines. And so when they go flatline, you know, there's no heartbeat, there's no blood pressure, there's nothing like no, that. No brain activity either. Yeah. No brain activity, all that. Then, you know, that's officially dead. Right? I mean, that's what death is when all these life symptoms stop. Yeah. See? And so then there's a mad rush by the doctors and nurses to try to revive the person with, you know, the shock therapy or whatever their their method may be. And but the person has left their body, that's true, so there's no life in that body then. But they're still in the room and they're still observing what's going on. You know, they can be up in a corner of the room or up by the ceiling or standing off to the side, whatever. And they're watching this whole procedure going on, on, quote, them, (laughs) their body. And then they realize, well, there there I am, but here I am. (laughs) You know, I'm I'm not that body. Yeah. I mean, it's so obvious. I mean, they can't deny it. And then they come back into the body. And now there's life back in the body and and so on. And so the doctors can't really explain it because they can't go beyond, you know, the physical senses almost. And they refuse to explain it or whatever they do. But the person has had that experience. I'm not the body. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But they don't really change much in their life. 
you know, it doesn't really change their life. They don't go on a big quest to find out, well, what was that? How did that happen? Yeah. Who am I yeah. really? If yeah. I'm not this, you know, a few do. For a few people, it really changes their life. Mm -hmm. For others, it's just an experience. It's a good story. They'll tell their friends about it, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. et cetera. Yeah. And then it's just life as usual. Yeah. Okay, now I'm back in the body. I'm back. I'm, I'm now me <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah. And so that's a sad part because they've had that opportunity. You know, it, it's not about faith. It's not about philosophy. It's about I saw with my own senses, not the physical eyes because they were on the operating table. But obviously I've got another set of senses. I've got another way to see and hear. You know, I heard the nurses saying or the doctors saying what they said, yeah. you know. <laughs> but they don't really take it anywhere, you know. And, and it's just like, okay, let's just forget about that or just remember it with, you know, the memory that, oh, wow, that was special. Yeah. yeah. And just go on. Mm. Yeah. And like I say, that's a sad thing. Because they had an opportunity given to them by the Supreme Lord, directly or indirectly, for a big major realization, and they just walked away from it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, what... Maybe that's I, I wanted to maybe, but I don't know if that's too detailed. Like, <laughs> or maybe we can make it more practical in in a sense for people to understand it. So let's say you're lying on the operating table, like you flatline. So, so the spirit soul, the life particle, leaves the body, but it brings with it the subtle body. Yes. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. At the time of death, the only thing that leaves the body. I mean, the only thing that. Well, let me start it again. <laughs> At the time of death, when the soul leaves the body, it's still covered by the subtle mental body. Mm. And the only thing that's left behind is the physical body. That's the one that they bury or cremate or whatever. But the soul is still covered by the subtle body, the mental body. Mm. And according to the desires, that body has a certain shape, the mental body has a certain shape. And so the next physical body will be designed to fit the shape of the mental body. Just like our hand has a certain shape and a glove is designed to fit the shape of the hand. Yeah. So the, the physical body fits the shape of the mental body. So, so the consciousness that we're developing now you know, our desires and our attachments and so on, is creating the next birth, really. You know, and we relieve the body. That's what we take with us. Our desires take us into our next life. No. So I often use the example of hang gliders or parasailers. Yeah. You know, they like to fly. Wingsuit guys, whatever. They like to fly. So... Really, they understand birds do it a lot better than I do, and it's much safer for birds. I mean, you don't see birds crashing. <laughs> you know, they just, they're not afraid. They're not worried. They, they're not preparing their suit 
before they take off and hope that nothing goes wrong. You know, they just jump off a limb and fly and sit on another limb and cruise around in the air currents and whatever, and that's their life. So, you know, if a person is really addicted to or attached to, you know, wanting that experience of flying, then they start looking at birds and going, wow, that's cool. Those guys, they have a good life, you know. And some of them even talk about what bird they'd like to be in their next life, mm. you know. Of course, everybody wants to be an eagle. Nobody's <laughs> going to say, yeah, I'd like to be a crow. Or a pigeon. Anyway, they leave their body. And next lifetime, no problem. You know, they peck their way out of a shell. They're covered with feathers, and they fly their whole life. Hmm. You know, there's a saying: "As man proposes, God disposes." We get what we want. Hmm. You know, if that's what you want, that's what you get. You've got a bird body mentally, and here's your external suit to complement it, to go with it. So now you can fulfill your your dream, your desire. Hmm. And uh, <laughs> but so it's important to cultivate a certain, you know, not not a certain consciousness, but a spiritual consciousness, because the same thing applies. Exactly. If you've developed a spiritual consciousness, then you've developed truly the desire for a spiritual body. Yeah, yeah. And so your next body will be not material, see, but it will be spiritual. It will fulfill your desire. It is a form that is you. It is not an, a form over top of the spirit. The spirit takes on a form, and that's called the swarup or the spiritual form. And then, See? and that, yeah. And that's an eternal form, whereas all the material bodies are temporary because material energy is temporary. Mm -hmm. and, and that's another reason why there's so much struggle, you know, in the material world. We're, we're an eternal spirit soul in a temporary material body, and there's a direct conflict right there. Yeah. Right from the beginning, there's a conflict. Yeah. So we're always struggling to survive, struggling to not die. Yeah. See, but the body's getting old. We don't want to get old, but it does. We can't stop it. <laughs> the scientists have been working madly for a long time trying to discover the secret of aging. So nobody has to get old. Yeah, but but they haven't done it because it's built in. That's how it's designed, you know. And, uh, and, and then you know you're faced with death, and that feels wrong because the soul's eternal. The soul doesn't die. But when you identify with the body, you know you're thinking, "I'm going to die." Yeah. And you're you're really not, but your conception is your perception is. I am because I'm the body, and the body's, you know, faced with death at any moment. Yeah. So it's it's an ongoing conflict, and it's a struggle, and it's a cause for great, you know, concern and and you know, fear and all kinds of adverse effects on our life. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. The, I... Doctor, don't let me die. Don't let me die. Doctor, don't let me die. But, but but like you said in again in a previous podcast you said like in that sense death is not possible like 
I'm not going to die. Like I, I cannot die. The spirit soul cannot die. It will leave this particular body, but you cannot die. The, uh, I, That's true, but the the person who identifies with the body doesn't know. Yeah. That. Mm, exactly, exactly. And that's so the suffering is not is coming from the false identification with the body. That's yeah. kind of like yeah. you're so strongly holding on to that illusion or you're really, really thinking that. And then that's suffering in that because you, w while knowing the truth, will free you, you know. But you know, it's yeah. described in our scriptures that everybody's afraid of death. Mm. Even the macho guy who says, I'm not afraid of anything, mm. you know. At the moment of death, is afraid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In that connection, I, I tell you a story. There's mm -hmm. a friend of mine. I haven't seen him in many years, but he was coming around and chanting, etc. And uh, but he was physically very, very big, strong guy from Russia. He's Russian. Lived in Russia, but actually Norwegian. Oh, you know, his <laughs> I think his mother was Norwegian and his father was Russian, or vice versa. All right. And uh, but he grew up in Russia, but he was fair complexion, blonde hair, you know, like a Norwegian Viking kind of guy. <laughs> but I mean, extremely strong. And his his profession was bodyguard. I mean, he was uh, a real one. I mean, he was a bodyguard for the rich and famous, and you know, he was the bodyguard for Doctors Without Borders when they were in Afghanistan and all kinds of situations you know hmm. but anyway there's many parts to the story so one time he was in uh, I think he was in Siberia and somehow he was on some expedition with some group doing something and he got lost and it was you know a, a real life and death situation you know and he was you know feeling Oh, wow, I'm going to die. And he was afraid. And so he was praying to God, please don't let me die. Please don't let me die. You know? Hmm. So even this strong guy wow. who wasn't afraid of, you know, fighting and guns and whatever it was, was afraid of death. Yeah. You know? So, <laughs> you know, this was a story that confirmed what the scriptures say that at the time of death, everybody's afraid. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, uh, but if you know you're not the body, you know, and you've really, not just philosophically, but you really have that true understanding and realization, and even more so, you're feeling really protected and connected with the Supreme Lord, then, yeah, yeah it's just another day in a life, so to speak. And uh, I, I wanted to read a couple of something from Bhagavad Gita, but but I also wanted to read something from Srimad Bhagavatam about our actual function. So I don't know which one I. <laughs> um, let, let's let's start with just this one quote from from Bhagavad Gita or our text. It this chapter two, text twelve. Never was there a time when I did not exist, nor you, nor all these kings, nor in the future shall any of us cease to be. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and that's the Lord Himself speaking that truth. 
Yeah, and he continues, as the embodied soul continually passes in this body from boyhood to youth to old age, the soul similarly passes into another body at death. The self-realized soul is not bewildered by such a change. Yeah. So there you go. And if you've got some faith in scripture that this is true, then that explains it all. Mm. What is it? Number one in the, in two twelve, we're eternal. See, never was there a time when I did not exist, nor you, nor all these kings. Yeah. See, that means we're all eternal. Nor in the future shall any of us cease to be. No beginning and no end. Eternality of the soul, yeah. and it also points out that we're all individual eternal spirit souls. Mm. It's not like we're all one. I, all you and all these kings individually have existed and will exist eternally. Mm. So the individuality and the eternality of the soul is defined in that text. You know? mm. And, yeah. And then in the, what is it, 2.13, right? Yeah. That, you know, the body's always changing. Boyhood, youth, old age. Mm. And then the soul goes into another body at the time of death. Mm. That's the Lord himself explaining reincarnation, how it mm. works. <laughs> you know, that there is such a thing as reincarnation. So you, you can deny it, but to deny it, you have to deny the truth of this teaching. Mm. The scripture, the words of the Lord Himself. Yeah. So it, it's not a really difficult subject at all, you know. Mm. It's it's right there if you want to hear it. But if you don't want to hear it, then you say, "Oh, this scripture is not true. It's just whatever, whatever." You can always find some excuse, <laughs> you know. Mm. So really, all these truth teachings are for people who want to know the truth. And if you don't want to know the truth, then nothing can help. <laughs> if you don't want to know the truth, then you won't have the truth, and you'll you'll stay in that illusion and the unfortunate suffering that will be a consequence, natural consequence of us not living in the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why Bhagavad Gita is so wonderful, because it is so clearly explaining life. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And there are, there, these are only two quotes, but there are many. But but then, yeah, so one can look at that more. We also have a podcast uh, episode, Matter Versus Life, that anyone who's more, you know, want to go into depth between in, in the difference between matter and life can can check that one out but uh, I guess maybe we could just end with a small conclusion in the sense of um, that then if I'm not my body that's my essence but my function then as as it's stated in, in the Vedic text and the, and the Vedic wisdom is then is, a, is of service is of service to others and service to the supreme not to, to try to control everything and be the Lord, but to be of service, actually. 
Yeah, maybe we should do a podcast on that. That's and we do a separate one because that's a big function. Because that's that's yeah, it's <laughs> it's too quick to just summarize it in a few words. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but yeah, we, we, because even if you know your spirit soul, then what? <laughs> well, what do okay, you? So yeah. now what? <laughs> <laughs> well, just like those people who had a near body, near near death experience, like yeah. now what? <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah, and it's easy to just go back to what you were doing before. I had a miraculous recovery, you know. Now I'm out of the hospital. Yeah. Even if they say the Lord saved me, whatever. Now I can just get back to my family and my job and my routine and my my life. Yeah, you know? mm. I got my life back. Yeah, but uh, yeah. That's but then. Yeah, so let's do that. But then, you know, just pointing out the importance then of holding on to this truth and like uh, cultivating this wisdom and inherent knowledge through meditation is so essential. That's just something that I've heard you point out many times as well, like the importance of, of, of doing that. And of because the, when we meditate, these truths become more and more clear to us and we're able to to hold on to them and, and stay in that and not be influenced by all the other things that are out there <laughs> that are yeah. saying something else. Yeah. Yeah, the, the thing it starts making sense, you know, the pieces of the puzzle start coming together and you can start seeing the big picture. And Without the, the meditation, the, the chanting of the mantras and so on, it very easily can just become another philosophy of life. Yeah, that's you know, true. Just another philosophy. You know, yeah. there's, the world's full of philosophical scholars. You know, but that's not the goal. The goal is realizing it and knowing it to be true and living it. Yeah. 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 So let's chant and. Uh, make that a little closer to reality. Yeah. 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 Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Goranga Haribo. <laughs> <laughs> Never get tired of that one.
So that's uh, you're done. The closing moments of the 
<laughs> this second part. So, <laughs> yeah, thank you. <sighs> you might wonder who that is singing in the background, <laughs> the Chintamani singers. <laughs> <laughs> your your crew over there. Maybe sometime yeah. we can have a talk with Slavor. You know, we said we could do that. Sometime. Yeah, we have him on as a guest. Yeah, yeah. He can be the guest speaker. We can have the whole team on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> Would be. Everybody's got their story. Everybody's got their, yeah. you know, interesting moments to tell about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. This is not for just, you know, a special group of people. You know, this is for anybody and everybody, you know. I guess it is for a special group of people, those who want to do it. <laughs> That's a special group. <laughs> yeah. But nothing to do with the nationalities or races or ages or sexes or educational backgrounds or yeah. any of that. Yeah. Which is, mm. I mean, yeah. And you have to see beyond that, you know, the fact that you and me are in male bodies and, you know, doesn't mean that it's only for people in male bodies or anything like that. We are both outdoor interested. That doesn't mean that you cannot, you know, be in the city, city boy and or city girl and still be <laughs> doing this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Right. You know, most people are in that other category, the urban, you know, city lifestyle. Yeah. Situation. No problem. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Ruben, thank you again, and uh, keep the fire burning. Yeah, will do. <laughs> will do. Don't the let it go out. Yeah, one went out, but I have I have two, so that's good. I have one extra. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thank you, Malikia. We'll see Namaste, you. Namaste, everybody. Namaste, Ruben. See you next week. In Slava. All the best. Adibol. Adibol, Adibol.